0: Hi, I'm Travis Fox, the creator and founder of the Architect of Bean Training Academy. And I'm so excited to be on the Dreamcatcher Show with John Bourgeois. Make sure you check it out. And remember, catching your dreams is one of the most important adventures you'll ever take. I'll see you on the show. This
1: is the Dreamcatcher Show. Each week, we bring you strategies from dream catchers from around the world to help you stop just chasing your dreams and start catching them. Now, turn up the volume and get ready for another amazing episode with your host, John Bourgeois. Welcome to another episode of the Dreamcatcher Show. Dreamcatchers, I am really, really, really excited for our next guest. So I want you to do me a favor. I want you to buckle up, get a pen, get a piece of paper, because I promise you our guest is gonna bring some amazing value your way. Guys, today we are talking to not only a doctor in psychology and physiology, but also named the top 20 entrepreneurs featured on Yahoo, BuzzFeed, ABC, Fox. He's been the founder and creator of the Architect of of Being, co-founder of the ACE Initiative, three-time published author, and Emmy Award winning winning producer, a speaker. Travis, man, I am so
0: stoked to have you on the show. Uh, well, thank you. I uh, Appreciate being on the show. By the way, every time I hear those introductions, I go, "Are they talking about me?" I'm, <laughs> right? Is that, is that my life? Did I do that? I mean, there's so much more I want to accomplish in, you know, catching my dreams. I'm going, "Did I? Have I done all that already?" But then I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right. I'm I'm 49. <laughs> that was me." That's awesome,
1: man. <laughs> that is absolutely awesome. Thanks, well, man. let's do this. I know I know a little bit about your story,
0: sure.
1: um, but our dream catchers don't. And so, I would love to kind of take them back before all the accolades, before everything that's gone down.
0: Take them back. What was it like for you growing up? Uh, two things. One, and just at the beginning of the show, I want to make sure we're really clear. My my doctorate's in psychology, and my other doctorate's in clinical hypnotherapy, not physiology. I'm not that okay. Smart. Gotcha. So I just just want to be fair to your listeners and, and transparent. Thank so you. When it goes, Thank hey, you. a physiologist. I'm like, yeah perhaps layman, layman a philosophist a philosopher maybe. <laughs> you, know, know words are, you know Plato and Socrates but it's a long way to go uh get to your second point um uh, growing up for me was uh very nomadic uh quasi-gypsy um from a two-part scenario uh I was born in Phoenix Arizona but whisked okay. off to uh Okinawa Japan at a very early age with months months of being on the planet Uh, My mother was a model and an actress. Um, My biological father was in the Air Force. And then he gave me up for adoption uh, when I was much younger, about around two. Um, And Mm. my mother and I were pretty much kind of on our own until Mm. four. And then we came back to uh, the United States. Um, We were in Florida at the time. And then we met my father, father, who really is my sire father. um, Mm. You know, it was really the kind of first, what you know, what we talk about in architecting and is called your first trauma and fracture. Where do I feel my first experiential emotional pain? And where does that fracture off? And I start creating personality parts or guardians to protect yep. from those hurts older. My first one was really at four. Um, I remember sitting in um, the judge's chambers and having this judge in a black you know, coat, very ominous, asking me, do I want this man to be my father in an adoptive court at four? you know, obviously it was an interview and, uh, but nonetheless at four, I'm having to make these kind of decisions. And I have no, no kind of emotional structure of it, but you know, you fracture and you create, and then um, whisked off to Germany and spent three and a half years in Germany, Um, ultimately come back at the age of eight, right around eight and a half, nine uh, to Sacramento, California, Uh, my mother and father decided to split. Um, And then now we have our next big trauma and fracture, and there are many other in between, but this is the big, you know, the psychological ones. my parents, in their efforts to be, you know, fair to me, because I was an only child, sat me down and said, Hey, we're getting divorced, you know, you get to choose who you live with. So mm. that was interesting. And then that's where you really start to get into these some real fun things. And I don't know, you know, how the dream catcher's are really gonna think about this, but I'll ask all of your audience members to go, where, you know, where did you start to make choices at that age group, nine to fifteen? And for me, um, I love my mother dearly. She's a a great model and actress and part of the reason why I've been in film and television my whole life. Um, Mm
2: -hmm, She started mm -hmm. me off when
0: I was nine years old. But I also recognized that there was sometimes not the the stability of that space. And at Mm -hmm. nine, I was looking for that. And so I chose my father to go live with my father, even though I wanted to be with my mother. And so we started looking at the hierarchy of needs. I was choosing my head, dad, versus my heart, mom. And we all do this every day in some form or another. And it became some of the impetus of the work we do at architecting now some, you know, 40 years later. And then ultimately, um, the next big trauma and fracture really came for me was at, at 17. When I was a senior in high school. And, you know, my life was planned out for me by then. My, my father wanted me to be a PGA Tour professional golfer. And I'd spent most of my life playing golf. I was quite competitive, really good, ready to go to college, blah, blah, blah. And then life has this funny way of showing up. <laughs> and um, I swore I was never going to get in a relationship. I was going to be, you know, you know, travel around the world and just, you know, soiled my Royal Oats on the golf courses of the world, winning yep. masters. And, yep. and then, then when I was around 30, I was going to look at a relationship. Hey, well, that didn't work that way. <laughs> Around the, at 17, uh, my uh, I got pregnant. Uh, I didn't get pregnant, but we got pregnant as a couple. <laughs> That'd be weird if I got pregnant. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, we got pregnant and my uh, my first child was coming into the world and that, wow. and that changed everything, which on the heels of that, um, uh, you know, my... My significant other at the time, mother of the child, um, uh, was also an athlete, and she was going for a different direction, obviously, than golf, mm. but um, was whisked off. And so there was this child being born in the world that I had no idea where this child was. And I was mm. heartbroken, fractured, fractured, fractured in ways I had no concept of handling at all. As much as McCool, and as you know, I'm probably a bigger dork than cool, but as cool <laughs> as I thought I was <laughs> at 17, <laughs> probably still a dork now as well. Uh, <laughs> Um, I had no emotional way to handle it, and I went literally. I went from my life planned out to my life is just shattered. I have absolutely no idea what the heck I'm doing. Uh, I'm I'm one minute I'm crying, the next minute I'm pissed off. I'm frustrated, and golf is not a game that you can really yeah of play course play that kind of emotional magnitude with. And I realized, and so I started looking into how do I fix this thing up here above my shoulders, this thing called my head, because um, I've been trained, you know, for years to play to play golf and, you know, I had good days and bad days, but most of all, I was pretty even keeled about it. And all of a sudden, now I'm an emotional basket case. Mm-hmm. And um, if you ever saw the famous movie, Tin Cup, I was Tin Cup on yep. steroids. And I was like, what the, what the hell's going on? And I met, uh, I went to the psychology department um, and they wanted to do more of a Freudian model on me, which, okay, has some merit. You know, they want to talk about my mom and my dad. I'm like, well, that's really great, but I'm kind of impatient. Can mm-hmm. we kind of like, you know, help me pull my head out of my ass because my life is falling apart right now. I need to figure out my golf career. Cause you know, it's dying. I met my mentor. How,
1: how old are you when you were having this experience? When, when you started to see um, I'm, your I'm eighteen, career rolling 19, yeah, okay,
0: 18, gotcha. rolling 19. So my, my whole life is flashing before me yep, and yep. you know, and all of us have gone through this in some form or another. And maybe some of your listeners are going through right now. It's yep. like, well, who am I without the blank? Yes. So also in this case is who's Travis Fox without golf. Yes. I had no idea. Or at least I thought I had no idea. I met my mentor. Um, uh, Doc Richard and Doc pulled me in and said, Hey, have you ever looked at, you know, subconscious programming, where your belief structures really come from? Where is this self-value self self self-esteem self, all this stuff coming from? And of course I'm like, are you speaking Martian to me, brother? What the hell are you talking about? (laughs) I look like, I just need,
1: I need to fix what's going on on the green. Yeah. That's what what I need to fix. Yeah.
0: Yeah, The red (laughs) pill or the blue pill. I really don't give a shit about the structure, man. I'm not, I'm not a how-to guy, although I really am a how-to guy, but my brain was like, no, I just need a quick fix, right? Solve the problem. Um, and long story longer, uh, I, I ended up changing my life. He, uh, he introduced me to hypnotherapy. He introduced me to subconscious modalities, personality profiling, psych- psychological de- deconstruction, looking at the hierarchy of my values. What was I really made of? Where did all this programming that I thought I was, this is Travis Fox, the great what the hell ever, and who's what really going on down here at the heart mm. level, which became the impetus of my work for the last 30 years, and now architect Dean, which has you know, been around for quite a while. And my students, the students, the students all doing the same thing. And it became a process of how do we do it? How do we understand where these thoughts come from in our head that we know we would never think, and yet we do. How do we keep repeating the same patterns over and over again when we know we don't want to do it, but shit, we keep doing it. Mm. And then on top of it, we keep doing it. And then we kick our own butt for doing it. So we get, mm-hmm. you know, we get mm-hmm. hit from both sides and we feel like, we you know, um, you know, ping pong ball inside a blender and we're just black or everywhere. And from there it became a 30 year walk. Um, I've spent you know, thousands of hours on stage now and uh, spoken to name of the you know, corporation. I've probably done it. It's film, television. Um, I have two films coming out this year on this topic. Um, mm-hmm. One is Beyond the Secret, which is the sequel to The Secret called The Awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have another one that comes out in, uh, in April uh, called How Thoughts Become Things when, with an amazing cast, You know, myself and other great teachers, You know, from John Assaraf to you know, uh, Joe Vitale, Dr. Joe Vitale to Bob Proctor you know to uh, marie diamond everybody in between we're all together coming back around going hey what have we really learned in the last 16 years from what yep. we thought law of attraction yep. was this yep. linear thing i think that it shows up which we all know is not true it doesn't work that way then there's this other depth layer and architect is a step-by-step system where you can wake yourself up and i come from a very unique place i'm not a rah-rah guy although i can be entertaining and comedic because i enjoy it too but i'm not a rah-rah guy that just says hey you know john here's the deal we're going to be really you know Liven up today. You're gonna to go, you know, scream and yell, and then walk out the door and go, "Shit, I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing." Okay, great. <laughs> I'm not that guy, although it can be fun. So, architecting is a as a step by step segmented system where people can jump into their life. They can go into, I don't know, a deeper level of architected training, and then ultimately they go into mastery, and they can build their own real brand. It's not just mm. life coaching. Mm. It is true systems and processes that you can do for yourself. And I come from a very unique place. I come from a place of, "Hey, look." Um, just because I'm the founder and CEO of it and I work with a bunch of other people doesn't mean that I have all the answers. I don't. Yeah, of course. In fact, I'll be quite candid with you. I don't have any answers for you. But mm. what I really do is have some really good structured questions and sequences mm. processes that will help you come to your own truthful answers and know that it is your own truth and not you know the voices in your head or mother, father and religion and state that are all programmed in your subconscious from, from times long ago. But it's truly your own inner north compass. You're down here, your heart, or we call the architect. And so, that's kind of my story in a snapshot. And then the rest is now I'm on a mission now that I'm on the back nine of my life. <laughs> I'm, mm. um, well, I'm curious
1: polar- and I'm yeah. curious before we step into that. Yeah, so but- it, to make sure that I understand and our dream catchers understand. Sure. Your, your dad leaves both you and your mom at the age of two. Yep. You guys come back to the US. Mm-hmm. And at that point you have to make a decision at the age of four, are you gonna be adopted? by your dad. Correct. Then at the age of nine, your parents end up breaking up mm-hmm. and you have to make a new decision, which is who are you going to go with? Correct. And then you have at the age of seven. So how long, how long had you been studying golf? Was it from nine to 17?
0: No, it was about the age of five. It was right after I hey, met my okay, father. And gotcha, gotcha, me. so okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I've been playing since I was five.
1: Okay. So for about 12 years, you've been studying golf. Mm-hmm. You had the next 13 years set out for yourself and your girlfriend and yourself get pregnant and right. then she's swept off and, and you lose it at that point, correct? Oh yeah, lose it's a polite word. Okay, so I'm curious, you mentioned something that I would love to dive into a little bit deeper. Sure. Why do you think our head up here tells us that we need to be doing something different and yet we keep spinning around in circles chasing our tails?
0: Yeah, great question. Um, one, we need to understand that we are not our bodies and our, our minds. They are mm. proverbial and you know, metaphorically our spacesuits. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. So we come from somewhere. You call that whatever you want. God, spirit, universal. I don't care. I'm not here to tell you what to call it. We call it architect for simplicity or great spirit. You come in from there into this body so that you can exist on this plane we call mm-hmm. earth. You leave it when your body dies and you go back to wherever you want again where you want to call that heaven, you know, nirvana, it doesn't matter to me, it, it, it's the same, right? The bottom line is, we do that, so there you must come to the awareness that whatever you want to call it, there's something bigger going on inside of you than your mm-hmm. brain can possibly comprehend. And your brain is just a big ass operating the system, and we in it works on cycles and habits or cyclical habituation is a really fancy way of saying cycle and habits. So, heartbeat, respiratory, digestion all work on these kind of cycles, no different than the earth turns 24 hours a day, it turns 365 around the sun. We have all of these cycles and habits that go on. However, what we don't do is we don't really educate ourselves and we don't do this in the educational system much at all. How does this damn thing work? Mm-hmm. Right? What are the basic laws? What like for example, there are seven different rules that every conscious mind goes through and we all have them. Now how does a subconscious mind form a belief structure? Where is a hierarchy of values come in? What are what does a metaprogram work like? What are my emotional structures? What does a trauma and fracture create? Am I, how many personality parts do I have running around in my head? And, you know, by the time you're about 40, you got 40-some personality parts. (laughs) You're schizophrenic (laughs) or nuts. It just means you have a damn committee meeting going on in your head. And each one has a very distinct um, pathology and path from which you create that belief structure. And a lot of times they come from a trauma and fracture. And it doesn't mean you need to go back and, you know, undo your entire life, although that's not a bad thing. But more importantly, at least to understand it. So, that you can go, do I really believe what I believe, or do I believe mm. it because that's the environment I grew up in, or that's what mom and dad told me? Because there are gods when we come into this space. You know, like we're literally dependent upon them. I mean, we start with the simple simplicity of our names. You didn't choose your name, yep. I didn't choose mine. It yep. was handed to us, and we went, yep. okay, yeah." just accepted it. Okay, I'm called mm-hmm. Travis. That sounds cool, but mm-hmm. his, Travis is the name of the spacesuit you know, yours is John and your listeners, whatever the name is. So we can identify each other in this plane. Now I know that sounds really ethereal and people are like, well, that's really heady, Trav. I'm like, yeah, but it's really just simple of you to stare at it without all the drama. And then if you start looking at this thing as a, as a functional computer, no different than the, you know, the one we're talking to, or maybe the one you're listening to us on now or whatever, whatever device, it has a set of sequences or rules. Mm-hmm. The difference is due to neuroplasticity, it can be manipulated. Mm-hmm. It can move. And it also does thing called perceptional valuing. It looks at the world, meaning through your eyes, your five senses from a certain set of rules. But those rules are buried down at our subconscious level below our conscious awareness. Hence the word subconscious, below our conscious awareness, but you can access that thing. So unlike, let's say a hard drive, which is just, you know, literally a piece of hardware, this hardware of ours is malleable. It can move. However, if it is allowed to keep the cycle and have it over and over again, it gets stronger like a bond, you know, that pathway or like a highway no different than a dirt trail that you cut in the middle of nowhere. If you keep running that trail over and over again, eventually nothing will grow there, but it'll grow on either side. So too is it with our, our brain. And yet we don't teach people very well. And architecting's endeavor is to give people that set of tools Mm. to say, okay, I understand how I created the path. I can unwind that path. If I want to, I can modify it. I can change it. I can curb it, or I can just completely delete it and change it from what my, my heart, my spirit, my architect, whatever you want to call that, we call it architect's heart for simplicity says, this is what feels right for mm. me because there's something much larger going on for my life's path than I think because example, once you, you know, if you've chased the sex, drugs, rock and roll, and we all do to a certain degree, because we all want to be cool. I know I still want to be cool, but I'm a dork. Yep. All right, yep. I'm a dork, but I'm okay with being a dork. I wasn't a cool, I wasn't okay with being a dork when I was 26, because I thought I was cool, but you know, all right, I'm a dork. All right, so.
1: You're fine with it now. You're like, eh, no, I'm good with I, it
0: now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm good with it now. It is what I'm it cool. is. Yeah, 49 year <laughs> overnight success. It's taken me 49 years to accept I'm okay with being a dork. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
0: All right, <laughs> and so. You come to that awareness to go, okay, we're all dorks, we're all cool, we're all geeks, we're all that, we're all those personality parts, great. What we aren't paying attention to is, what is the, what's going on down here? You know, when you're laying in bed at night and you're thinking about, you know, what am I going to do next? How am I going to pay the bills? Or how am I going to move my company? Or you know, what's the next move for my family? Or hey, Maybe I'm having a, a family dynamic issue. Do I want to change relationships and I don't know how to do that because I'm fearful of change or scared of it or don't know what's out there? All of those thoughts are where we have the moments. Those are invitations to start looking at how our operating system, our hardware mm. is wired. And what we don't give people is a guide to do that. An architect is a guide to do that so that you can truly mm. unwind it for yourself first. And then if you want to reflect that with other people in the world and become, that becomes a passion point for you, we can do that as, you know, as a business or a brand. But for most people, it's just to understand how do we operate? What the heck's going on? You know, like I used to say, how come I'm standing on a tee box going, I know I want to hit the ball there, but yet my brain's wandering off about groceries and you know, <laughs> why I wore the shoes that I wore and well, what happens if I hit a, you know, a road runner in the middle of the desert I'm like, but I'm playing a water course, where the hell did that come from? And you go, well, I would never think that, yet it comes through your brain. Yeah, it does. And until you, until you really understand it, you are subject to the whims of a mad mind, your mm. own, <laughs> right? Mm. And truly the inmates run the, you know, the asylum and that's when it gets a little weird and you start to go, wait a minute. What am I really doing with my life? What is the purpose of my life? What is my passion point? And ultimately, you know, am I really, really, really ready to go discover that? Or am I going to continue to say, well, I really want to change, but, and then whatever Mm -hmm. comes after the but Mm -hmm. is going to be your truth. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And I'm curious, before we picked up the story from what happened after going ahead and having your own personal revelation to where you're at now. I'm curious for our dream catchers right now who may or may not are still in a traumatic experience or have come out of a traumatic experience.
0: What is that way of overcoming that? Great question. So it's going to be, first of all, a syntax issue. And the syntax is a really fancy way of saying a word sequencing issue because our brain Mm -hmm. works on cycling habits and syntax Mm -hmm. and words no different than zeros and ones. So when you say something like, well, how do I overcome it? Right, the sequencing that it cre- cre- that creates in our brain is parallel to how do I um, get over it, get around it, get underneath mm. it, get through it, as opposed to stepping back and going, when am I going to look at it and be in it? Because overcoming uh-huh. it is a distractional sequence. I'm looking to get away from this and through this as fast as possible to get to there, wherever the hell there is. Because once you uh-huh. get there, you're here, mm-hmm. and then when you're here, mm-hmm. you want to be there. So we start that cycle again, right? which is a whole other nightmare of madness, as opposed to going. Everything that I'm feeling, even if it's uncomfortable, and often it is, especially during traumatic changes or just change in general, you know, uh, like major shifts in your life, is owning this, the, the aspect that that emotion is coming up for a reason. One, for us to look at it from an embracing that there's a part of us that has not accepted the love of ourselves. Yeah? This is something I was terrible at in my young 20s. When I was Dr. Fox and thought I knew something, before I realized that was a personality part I had created. I had to play the role, of, you know, <laughs> I had the perfect, you know, the blonde wife, yep. the two kids, yep. the cat, the dog, yep. the houses, yep. and I'm I'm Dr. Yep. Fox. I got my shit together. I'm on stage and I'm speaking all of this stuff, but on the inside, I'm a bloody mess. I'm mm-hmm. a mess. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I'm I'm not it wasn't that you, you weren't living off in authenticity uh, with uh, authenticity. It's you are just not looking at the deeper stuff. And so when people say I have to get over something, and it
1: was like, one of the it was one of the inmates in the asylum. Oh, in my case, it was the whole asylum. No, no. Yeah, but it, just, was, it yeah. was the guy that you put on as you're going out on stage. It's not that you're being uh, inauthentic. It's just the fact that that's who you are when you're on stage.
0: Correct. And it's, it's authentic as you can be at the moment, right? And yet there's a part of you to know that you're holding back because yep. whether it's fear of judgment, fear of not acceptance of yourself, not looking at the traumas and fractures, whatever, it doesn't matter. We all have it, right? And when you mm-hmm. finally just go, hey, by the way, I'm just as messed up as you are. I just know I am. Great. Well, that opens up a whole other conversation. One like we're talking about here. And so instead of trying to get over it, sit in it. Hmm. Literally let yourself sit in a fear, an anxiety, a trauma, a hurt, or a grief. We're so busy going, we have to put it together. You know, I've got to show you my selfie on social media that I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a, that's a literally a second in your life. It is not the moment uh, at all. It's not your feeling experience. And we're so busy trying to ignore and we're such masterful hypnotists. We don't even know we are. That's the mm-hmm. best part. We don't even know what we're doing, but we do it. We're so good at hypnotizing ourselves to believe that we got it together. We can get through it. We're going to persevere. I'm just going to push through this. I'm going to do whatever, doing being the operative word, as opposed to what's wrong with sitting and being for a minute and feeling it. Because in there, there is a lesson. There isn't a remindance. There is an opportunity or an invitation, as we call it, to rewire your operating system. Otherwise, you are doomed to repeat it under the laws of the mind itself, cycles Mm -hmm. and habits, right? I've felt this. I've probably felt it before, different environment, different people, but similar concept and theme, it repeats itself. Shit, why does this keep happening all over and over again? Well, I'm going to go change my life and do something drastic. Well, that's great. The environment changes, but the operating system is still the same. So wherever you go, there you are. That old adage now comes into play. And within a matter of sequence and time, you will, once you've assimilated that environment, once you understand the dynamic players, the pattern kicks in and we repeat it again. And so now when you feel those feelings, stop. Especially guys, we suck at it. Oh, we're mm-hmm. terrible. We're alpha male, alpha, alpha male my ass, right? Calm down. Yeah,
1: it's like at the gym. Oh. We're like, just push through it. Just, no, get, then, up.
0: just get up just, and do it, bro. Right, right. Yeah, break your arm <laughs> because you got to be cool like us. Well, I need to use my arm to like do other things, like brush my teeth. I'm kind of like, you know, I don't need to be 500 pounds and, you know, I'm not interested. My body frame doesn't want to carry that. Thank you, though. I appreciate that. But that comes from being able just to go, it's okay. Mm. Right? It's just, it's okay. It doesn't, again, I think one one of the things that we invite people to, and I invite the dream catchers right now, just to kind of, just kind of process, because this is a lot to take in in a very short period of time. I get that but start with the basics. So the basic one is acceptance of the only truth that truly exists on the planet that everyone can agree on, regardless of mother, father, religion, state. There's only one we call noble truth. And that noble truth is this, no one gets out of this life alive, period. Mm -hmm. Boom, end of discussion. So until you own that one day, and the rub of that is you don't know when that day is, could be today, sadly, when that day is, you're going to leave this planet in this body, it's over. This body, you're going to have to give it back to this theme park called Earth, and your spirit will go on wherever you want to believe it goes on. That's up to you to decide. It doesn't matter, but that's a fact. So until hmm. we deal with the fear that one day this whole, this whole ride is going to end, it's going to end whenever, and hmm. if, we, if we haven't really lived our, li- our lives authentically, and done all the things we want to do, experience we wanted to experience, experience the things of the people we want to do, experience them, how we want to experience it. The only person that gets shafted in the theme park of life is yourself. And mm-hmm. that's the bitch. That's the rub of it all. So we get to look at the first main fear that we all carry, and that's the fear of death in and of itself. So like when we do our program called The Keys to Fears, we talk about the 21 fears. Fear of death is one of them. And that fear is holy shit. I have no idea when this is going to end. Can I get it all done? Can I experience everything? Can I get to run as fast as I can? I gotta, you know, check all the boxes to make sure I'm, I'm socially accepted, I'm financially done, the da all these other things, as opposed to stop and then go to step two. If you only had thirty days left to live, dream catchers, would you be doing anything you're doing right now in your life? Wow! And if any no, part no, no, of no, no, your no, no, answer, Travis, is, you got to
1: say that again. You got to say okay, that we'll say, again. say it one more time for
0: us. Sure. If any, if you only had 30 days left to live, like you knew, and I'll give you an example of what that looks like in my own personal life that just happened. That'll give you really a fine point on this. and It's going to kind of smack you awake. So just hold on dream catchers. It's time to like wake up with your own self-hypnosis. If you only had 30 days left to live on this planet and you knew you were leaving, would you be doing anything you're doing in your life right now? And if any part of your answer and any topic is no, you owe it to yourself to stop. Look at that, look at the operating system sequence that you're operating under and invite yourself to change it. Because if you don't, you are doomed to repeat it and live out your 30 days under that hierarchy of the operating system you've ingested into your mind. And so the challenge becomes, and and most people answer this, no, there's two or three topics almost every single time. No, Travis, I wouldn't be doing that, I'd be doing blank. And I'm like, then what are you waiting for? And then, then comes all the excuses all the objections, yep. all the yep. judgment, all the what we call the yep. four pillars, mother, father, religion, mm-hmm. like all this stuff. And I go, and what does that have to do with you making a decision right now? Nothing, but we are so good at putting ourselves into this, you know, self hypnotic state of BS that that becomes real. And when it becomes that real, all of a sudden life passes by. Here's a perfect example of that story played out in real time. Uh, my father, who uh, the one we were talking about when I was four, uh, Ray Fox, um, just took the great journey. He passed away in January 2020. Mm. Here's the irony of that rub, fam. So let's just take this ride for a second. So I want you to really ingest this. It's kind of heavy, so just deal with it. But it's time for us to wake each other up because that's what it's really about. So my father goes into December 2019. They said, Mr. Fox, just want great news for you. Your kidney cancer is done. You beat it. Here's the bad news. We just found out you have pancreatic cancer stage four. You have 30 days left to live. Literally the quote from the doctor. And then with 30 days, you know, my father, um, just a child, 30 days, um, my father left the planet. Here's Mm -hmm. the difference. My father, knowing he had 30 days left to live, never reached out, never called, never said goodbye, took the journey just like that. If that's how you want to live your life, family, then journey on. If not, it's now time to change and ask yourself the question, have I really jumped into my life or am I just kind of passing through it? The show's about catching your dreams. I will go one step further. It's not about catching them. You got to create the damn things first. You got to be all in. That's the only way you can catch them. Otherwise you are chasing your tail and the tail is wagging the dog and you can do things like that. Now I'm not judging my father for his choices. However, if you only had 30 days left to live, I know for me personally, I would spend every single moment expressing to my sons and to my daughter, to my granddaughter, everything that I've learned, everything I could pass on to them. I'd go see everything I could possibly see that I haven't already seen in the experience. I would share with every single person who's invested in my life and thank them, thank them, thank them for the journey of a lifetime. But I sure as hell wouldn't sit on my deathbed waiting for death to come to me. But that's my journey. The question you have to ask yourself, dream catchers, is are you living your true journey or are you just passing through shit, hoping to God your yeah. dreams just show up one day? That's not dream catching. Yeah. That's just you know, mental masturbation.
1: Yeah, that's exactly correct. Oh my gosh, Travis, I'm going to have to go back to the show and re-listen to it over and over again. You've dropped so much value right there. I'm curious. I want to dive a little bit deeper and you brought it up a little bit with your father. And I'm sorry to hear about that, that, that anytime something like that happens, it's, it's a, it's a sore spot for myself, but I can only feel and sympathize with where you're at as well. Um, how does how does somebody get over a trauma like that, a death where you weren't expecting um, somebody to go, or even I mean, there's a death. There's deaths of dreams. There's death of oh, relationships. Absolutely. There's death of businesses. Absolutely. And you mentioned sitting in it, but if you've been taking several years to not sit in it and you keep feeling that pain, you keep drawing on that. How do you get over that? Not, sorry, let me rephrase that because I love the fact that you, you challenged me on that. So I appreciate that. Sure. How do you sit in it in the moment, let that moment happen
0: and just let it be? How do you do that? I'm, I'm just really curious. Let's, let's go the other way. How, how can you not? Where are you so powerful in your egoic mind to think that you can change the experience? The experience Mm. is what the experience is. My father passed. Fact. There is no way around it. My father's body is no longer on this planet. My father, as I know, Ray Fox, is gone. Mm. So I can sit there and blow sunshine up my skirt, and we can do all kinds of doo-doo dances and grief, grief responses and sorrow responses, or I can sit still and go the fact that my father's gone. I, we spend so much time creating you know, perceptionary illusions, right? mm-hmm. uh, and this is what architecting really de- helps deconstruct for a lot of people, is because if you don't understand how it works, then you, well, obviously you're doomed to, to the whims of that mad mind and get your own. And so we're so busy running from it, right? For example, we are one of the few countries, the United States, that mourns death where a lot of other countries oh, celebrate Oh, so yep. so, that's so again, true. Yeah, that's so true. back to the four pillars, it's a culture, yep. oh, I'm supposed to be yep. sad because my father passed. I'm actually not sad. You know, I honored his journey. I'm grateful for the things that I learned from my father. I'm also mm. learning the pains from my father. But I also look at my father's choice and go, what a beautiful lesson my father did without me even knowing about it. Because I've been, I do the, the 30 days thing. You know, I've been doing that for years as part of uh, the ideology of what architecting starts with, you know, one and two, it's the first two steps. But for him to actually live it out, in such a way that only he could do and take it from that perspective. Okay. What, what a beautiful final lesson he's given me. And so by sitting there and going, okay, dad, that was your choice. I get it. It doesn't feel good. And there's nothing I can say that's going to change it. So I'm gonna have to go inside myself, which where else are you going to go anyways and get comfortable with being uncomfortable that that part of my chapter of this journey is over. My father is now gone. However, my father's teaching lesson, whether he's aware of it or not, becomes a lesson that ironically I teach now to all of my students, and obviously through shows like yours, the Dreamcatcher show, to say, hey, you can do this if you want to, mm. but own it because
2: it's
0: mm. what it leaves and what it looks like and what it can feel like. Or right now, you could jump into your life, you could change your life, you can start doing something different because the single longest relationship you're ever going to have on this planet is with yourself. Yep. And we spend so much time trying to overcome, trying to get around, trying to create, trying to bullshit, trying to be all these other things, instead of just being ourselves, which ironically is actually the easiest thing to do. And we complicate the hell out of it. We're the only species on the planet that has identity crisis. You don't see lions trying to be giraffes going, well, you know, I really don't feel like being a carnivore. (laughs) And you don't see a giraffe going, man, I'm going to just eat you up because, you know, I feel like eating you up. You don't see that. We're the only yeah. species in all of our grandiose intelligence, I, lose that, I use that term loosely, that has identity crisis. Hmm. Okay, well, that's the opportunity as far as I can perceive in my limited awareness, and I say that because you know, again you know, I'm on the planet too, um, is that's a greater invitation to connect with something bigger. You can call that God, Yahweh, Allah, I don't care. We call it architect for simplicity. You can connect with a great architect of all of these things because there are many things you will never understand in this life. But your understanding is not, you know, a requirement for your cooperation with it. Mm. For example, I don't need to understand my dad's choices. That was my father's choice to exit this life without saying goodbye. I don't need to understand it. I can accept it and then take it and use that experience as we're doing right now to invite other people to wake up to their own lives as a beautiful way to honor that choice. I don't understand it. I may never, and I will never understand it because it doesn't make sense to me. It wasn't my journey, but I just, mm. I can accept it and go, okay, mm. I understand that. And I'm going to hold on to the things that I know work and the parts that are painful instead of trying to overcome them. You just sit mm. with them and go, okay, that hurt. That really hurt. There's a point where acknowledging the hurt allows it to release itself. Gotcha. It yeah. Cause that was going to be
1: my next question because sure. I've, I've heard, I love the, the simplicity of what you're speaking of, where you're talking about just sitting in it. Because I've also heard the notion of if a pain, a traumatic pain keeps coming back up, that it's time to reprogram that, it's time to scratch that, it's time to um, take the the memory that you have and alter it some way, right? Do something with that memory so that it doesn't keep causing pain. What is your, what, what would you say is, when you look at pain, when you look at reoccurring pain that just keeps coming back up, a memory that's causing pain, would you just, are you, are you saying just to sit in that every time it comes back up or is there some a way of just letting it go?
0: Great question. And it's two parts, uh, as always, and no, uh, sitting in it is just the start,
1: right? Okay. The gotcha. acceptance
0: of, okay gotcha. There's something that doesn't feel okay. good. We'll just leave it Okay, that. It doesn't feel good. Okay. You can pick okay. whatever much you want. And it's actually one of the steps we walk through in, uh, in the first part of our sequencing called the jump training and it's, you know, it's a 14 day experience but that first experience walks you through. of Okay, I know I'm feeling a bunch of stuff going on down here and I'm doing everything I can to stuff it down so I can mm. present to the world that I'm okay, I'm good. It takes a shit ton of energy to do that, by the way. And I know dreamcatchers, you all can relate because we all do it. So there's <laughs> no person on the planet who is not full of shit. Hi, my name is Travis Fox, I'm full of shit. At least I know I am. So that's a start. Well, let's start there. Right. And let's start with the acceptance of just owning that. And it's okay. It's okay. It is people. Yeah, shit, yeah. we all are. Okay, great. Yeah. So now that we know that now we can look at, okay, stopping for a second and the sitting still in it isn't just a sitting in it. So you can sit and, you know, feel grief or for pain or regret or anger or whatever you're experiencing. It's to allow it to come up because once the emotional wave comes up, you can feel that let yourself feel it and then architecting takes over and there are processes and sequences. You can ask yourself and walk yourself down or we'll reflect with you and walk you through Mm -hmm. it. You don't have the Mm -hmm. answers, but we'll walk you through it where you'll come up to where was the original trauma and fracture that caused. And created that habit that created that mindset, that created that personality projection so that you, you know, can you know not feel that experience again, or you seek you keep seeking to create that that euphoric drug or, or addicted to drama, right? You know, the drama queens is a very one to call it. We're addicted to mm-hmm. the drama because mm-hmm. it feels better than the shit that's going on down here. I can distract myself. And so it's not just sitting in it. Sitting in it is to allow it to come up, but allowing to come up and pass as it will, and then look at the structure. Once you look at the structure of it, now you can get down to that cathartic moment of letting go. Because letting go for most people is this big BS statement that self-transformational business has put on us for 40 years. Well, you just gotta let it go and you gotta move past. And shut up. How do I let it go? It's a part of mm-hmm. me. I've experienced mm-hmm. this thing, person, whatever. It's not just a letting go, it's letting go from the perspective of i've let go of the need to control it the need to stuff it down the need to understand it as opposed to sitting with it allow the emotion to pass look at the structure where it's created and then from there there are very specific processes and steps and techniques that you can use that will not just give you a perceptional shift of, oh, okay, I'm gonna do a shift and that made it look better. You know, I'm, I'm like, well, that, that's great, but you know, that's really kind of a, a, an NLP level. We'll drop it all the way down to the heart level. And at the heart level is where you can understand there was a beautiful invitation. And this was the part, hold on, dream catchers, because your brain's gonna just scream bullshit. <laughs> so just get ready for it. That you created that experience in your life. Mm -hmm. at a spiritual level, so that you could learn something far bigger than your brain could comprehend at the time when you prescribe yourself for that experience. Explain that a little
1: bit further. Sure. Explain that a little bit further.
0: Great, great, and, I'm, and uh, I figured you would say that because most people are like what? Hey <laughs> man, hold on, I'm like oh, puff, puff pass. That's some heavy shit, Trav. I thought we were just talking about catching my dreams. What are you talking about? Um, I am talking about catching your dreams. I'm talking about how you keep trying to catch your dream, but you're in stuck in a nightmare. Yes. That's a trick. We're in yes. the river, what we call the infinite loop, and yeah. the infinite loop is repeating our patterns versus the golden loop, which is where we're truly creating and attracting mm-hmm. from where we want to create. But that's based on a different ideology than we've all been, you know, practiced and So, example. If we look at my, my journey as an example, you can say that, oh my gosh, you know, my God, Travis, you know, you got pregnant and your whole golf career was over, blah, blah, blah. Here's the irony. My soul, my spirit, my architect prescribed to that adventure long before I came in as the body known Travis, because if I, I wasn't ready to hear that at five, 10, 12, 15, that I wasn't gonna be a golfer because I was so convinced by my father and by myself, that's mm-hmm. what I was gonna be. That's who I am. Travis Fox PGA Tour or Travis Fox PGA. Tour. I mean, you can look at all my high school yearbooks. It's golf, 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 golf. And that was it. And that was the sum totality of my personality, which is total BS. But that's how I boxed myself, like we all do. I put myself in this box, and that was it. That was the only thing that existed in my world. Not true, but that's how I program myself. And so. My soul said, you know, around 19, you're gonna have this experience that's gonna crack that because the only way to snap you out of your own self-hypnosis is to have something so traumatic, something so emotionally shifting, something that rocked your foundation that I would be willing to look at there's that A, there wasn't a box, and B, my box is much bigger. And ultimately that trauma it was the best thing that ever happened to me because it set me on the path I've been on for the last 30 years and all these amazing experiences and relationships I've had. And ironically, you know, spending 10 years on the PGA tour as a coach, ironically, as a psych coach so that people didn't go through the pain and trauma that I did, but it turned into a passion, but it's Mm. going through that, that process of going, wait a minute, that happened for a reason. And once I get down all the way to the architect's level, which sometimes is scary because that's what we call the beautiful darkness. There's the darkness down there and that's where the truth lives. And I'm not talking about, you know, Pitchforks and tails and you know red goblins. I'm talking about the darkness that we hide inside ourselves, and we don't want to talk about at cocktail parties and birthday parties about what's really going on. No, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. How are you? That's great. How are the kids? Okay, we're both full of shit. Nothing really said. <laughs> nothing was said. That's great because neither one of us wants to be authentic. And if we find out I'm messed <laughs> up, and true, you go that want, way,
1: and I go right. this way, yeah, yeah, I
0: think, that yeah, was great a great conversation. It was great yeah, seeing yeah, you. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah, great. Have a yeah, great. Have a great, have a great day total just hypnosis, bullshit, right? Not real at all. And that's not what we all really want, but we subscribe to it because there's this underlying fear. What if John finds out that Travis is in pain? What if I'm hurting? What if I feel vulnerable? Mm. What if I feel weak? What if I'm in trauma or grief? Or what if I don't feel like I'm good enough? Or what if I feel like I'm full of shit? And if they find out about it, well, that's going to ruin my whole image. And it's going to throw my economic thing off and blah, 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 blah. And none of that's real. Because here's how you test it, dream catcher. Just for once, just once today, when someone asks you, how are you, don't give the, the the pre-programmed answer, I'm fine, which is total BS anyways. It's an acronym for foul up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. So you are fine. That's, that's an interesting place to be. Or you could just say, you know, are you really asking? Because if you are, I'd love to answer. And ask them. And if they say yes, jump into that invitation to go, but you know what? Here's the honest truth. I'm feeling a little down, or I'm a little heavy, or I'm really excited, or whatever you're feeling, and answer it not from a verbal perspective and just giving the words but let them feel it and most importantly you feel it as your experience in it and connect because the deepest connection you're going to create in that moment is a connection with yourself
2: mm-hmm. and then you
0: become in a practiced habit of at least being in tune with where you are which goes back to being in it mm-hmm. the 30, you know the 30 days being in it is the first step and then starting to understand what am i being what am i choosing Or am I just running on autopilot of this mad mind that's programmed to say and do and be what it's been told to do over the last X years? In my case, it's 49 at the current moment. So those are the first couple of steps. And again, it Mm -hmm. comes back to, am I really willing to live my life as though I only had 30 days left to live and stop BSing myself that you have time? A great example. And I hate to use it maybe too soon, but let's just own it kids. Kobe Bryant, great. 41, 13 seconds later, it's over, over. The guy that has all the money, all the accolades, has on all aspects of life, has achieved blank, gone in an instant, right? You know, Steve Jobs, same thing. The money isn't all great. I mean, you ain't taking it with you, fam. It's just not happening. doesn't mean you can't enjoy it, but when it becomes your obsessive thing and when you come locked on it to the point that you miss your own life, the only person that's yeah. shafted in that deal is you.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And would you, would you say like, if somebody is listening to you right now, Travis, and they're going, oh my goodness, like you just turned the light bulb on for me. Like, wow, wow. This is, I've never even heard it described this way. Man, I, I, I have been stuck, stuck in a loop and just going around in the same pattern over and over again. What would you say the best transition to upgrade your, using your terminology, upgrade your hardware or better yet, To live a life of creating versus destroying. What is the best way for a dream catcher or maybe even a daydreamer who hasn't even really stepped out into their dreams to approach that?
0: Again, I'll go back to a sequence issue if I may. Um, Creation and destruction are simultaneous because Mm. there's only so much space in your operating system, commonly called your brain, right? So if you're constantly running around saying, um, you know, I'm going to be the next blank or I have to be this, and you leave no room for anything else than what you're telling the universe, God, spirit, whatever word you want to call it, that you're the most intelligent creature in the universe. Might want to check that, <laughs> just, just start there. And you, when you sit on a vision board and you say, well, it's got to be that Ferrari with that color and it's got to look that way. And if I don't get a Ferrari, then I'm not valuable, I'm not successful, nobody's going to want me, blah, 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 great. What you're telling the universe, is it's gotta be that. And then how you buy that is even more dynamic where you say, it's gotta look this way, as opposed to, you know, someone might just walk up and say, Hey man, you can borrow my Ferrari for the next year. And all of a sudden you get to experience that Ferrari without having any quote unquote participation in it, because those are things that happen all the time. And we call those mogs. Oh, and it's an acronym mm. for moment of grace. And that's where your mm. inside architect is presenting to you an outside experience where they sink for a moment and you can go, Hmm what do I choose? Do I choose to continue to listen to my mind's ideology and thought process of what I think it should look like? Or what does does it feel like? How come I'm so afraid? And the first thing that we invite people to do is start off with one of two things, and you choose. Um, The first and probably the easiest thing is called the jump. It's called the jump training, because you have to jump into anything. You have to jump in your life, jump in the pool, jump into a relationship, jump out of one, whatever. You got to jump, which is really that first step. And that's the first 14 days, and it's gonna be delivered right to your email box. It's me, it's an hour long, you have worksheets, Love this. You, you, get to, you get all your certificate of completion, and it is going to give you the tools on a step-by-step basis for those first 14 days. Explain clinically, you know, what's going on in your brain? How does that shit work, right? How do I apply it? And then you have your exercises for the day so you can actually see yourself experiencing these things in real time. Because the number one challenge I always had with the self-transformational business is you go to a weekend event or a long week event and you have these raw, raw experiences and you get really close to these people and we're vulnerable for that moment. And we go right back into our real world and bam, we're hitting mm-hmm. with all the crap we wanted to change, mm-hmm. really haven't changed and have no idea how to do it. So the architect community is built on a completely different model it's a worldwide community of all of us from all walks of life education doesn't matter age doesn't matter sex doesn't matter sexual orientation doesn't matter as long as you're pink on the inside and you're commonly called an earthly we're good right beyond that <laughs> um it starts with the jump training and the jump training is a very very quick immersive way that says for those who are action takers who want to move but want to understand it apply it and experience it right now jump is it and jump is it also comes a all of our audio programs. There's a bunch of bonus material and it's all sitting there for you. All you've got to do is just jump and Perfect. Like, the price is retarded. The question is, are you willing to invest in you or do you want to keep going back to sleep?
1: Where yeah. can our dream catchers find that? Because obviously yeah, I want these, to make sure
0: it's in the show notes, obviously. Thank you. Yeah, you're very kind. Thank you for the softball. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, the, uh, you know, because our, pa- our passion this year is to train 1000 architects this year. That's I love our goal that. This year. And that, that's our passion hardcore. Uh, and we have, you know, uh, another graduating class getting ready to go through here that just became architect masters. But uh, the starting with the jump, you can go to architecting360.com and that's architecting360.com. And if, if you don't, can't remember that, just remember my name, travisfox.net. That's travisfox.net. Both will end up in the same spot. You'll see the jump training right there. Click on it, click the button, under 97 bucks later, you're done. You're in. It starts immediately. That email starts within 10 minutes. Your first day will be right in your doorstep, mm. in your face saying, okay, how do we start this first day? And it walks you through it. And it's not this robber like, well, if I could just give you one thing, then you're oh, shut up. No, this is like, <laughs> I'm going to fire hose the shit out of you. Mm. You're going to have your worksheet. You're going to have your architect community. You're going to be invited to our, our road to 1 million architects, which is our exclusive Facebook uh, community page, which is we only you know, we talk just architects there. And there's graduates in there. There's AITs, architects in training. There's architect masters who do this as a full time living that are students of mine in all walks of life. And everybody has their own unique brand. Um, We have our new passion test, which is coming out this month, which is completely interactive. So you choose your path, wherever you choose it. It'll walk you all the way through it. It's not just to watch a video and you're done. Um, So it's a completely different model. And then the films. So there's a hundred different ways to get into architect your life, architect your lifestyle, architect your relationship, and really start to understand, you know, you're it. You are the single longest relationship you're ever going to have. And here's another thing, Dreamcatchers, I'll uh, kind of just throw this at you and leave you with this. We know the noble truth. You're not getting out of this planet alive, period. So let's start living our asses off because we don't know what that's going to be. Starting with, if I only had 30 days left to live, would I be doing anything I'm doing on the planet right now? And really evaluate that. And then the third thing, jump into your, your life right now, quickly. And then mm-hmm. ultimately accept that the world doesn't revolve around you, but you are the center of your world and therefore if you're not architecting your life you are subject to the whims of a mad mind mostly your own and the inmates are running your asylum and you will repeat shit over and over again no matter how many dreams you chase it will never feel completely aligned yeah that's so good that's what we want and that's what we all want we want freedom yeah
1: absolutely travis for somebody that hears your question right Mm -hmm. um not your question, but your statement about if you only had 30 days left to live, what would you be doing? And somebody that asks themselves that question and then right. looks at everything and go and gets suddenly overwhelmed. Yeah. What's your advice to them?
0: Reach out for help. Yes. Ask. Yes. There's thousands of architects around yes. the world that I'll all walk it. We walk it every single day yes. because the truth is, today is the first day of your next 30 days. Yes. Tomorrow is the next day. So we all ask it. And one of the things that I'm very adamant about, and I talk about that in my last book, Architect That, is I lead from the bottom up. You know, I'm, I'm the CEO and founder of all this, but I'm at the bottom, right? I'm still on my journey, too. It's not Travis Fox down. Travis Fox a little dancers. I'm in, bullshit. I'm on the same journey, too. I'm just further down the road. Yeah. I'm on the back nine. And so coming from that place gives uh, a different space of acceptance, vulnerability, non-judgment and I'm not talking about singing kumbaya and dancing around a fire naked although that's what you want to do great that's you. I mean. that's not what the architect community is about the architect community is about is it's
1: not this uh, party not this party yeah. Guys. yeah we've had those parties
0: but not often but this, this isn't what this one's about this is about how do I actually do it because I'm yeah. a how-to guy you know I didn't want to admit yeah. it was but I am I'm a, I want to know how to do it, it drives me nuts I'll just think it let it go what happened oh bullshit That's not how it works, at least not for me and the people that I talk to. Maybe some people do it, but that's not us. So you want to jump into that space and do it in a, you know, we call it the toe dipper. You jump in for 14 days. All right, that's 14 days of your life. The good news is you won't unlearn what you've learned. You can unlearn it, so it will affect you in a positive way that you can start at least having some, you know, precursory tools to start changing your life and become aware of where those thoughts come from, why you keep repeating where you're at, and what does it really mean? as far as law of attraction is concerned, because it's not a linear thing. It's not a thinking that shows up. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's going on underneath. And until we dive into the beautiful darkness of ourselves, you are going to keep repeating shit. Mm. Oh, and that's fine, if that's your choice, just mm. own that. Otherwise, you have the opportunity, the invitation. And here's a way to know if you want an invitation. I'll just, let's just cement it right home and we can, we can kind of you know snap with that. Dream catchers, stop for a second. You know, look, check inside what's going on. Is your heartbeat beating a little faster? Do you yep. feel that kind of heartbeat against you know the inside of your breastplate called your ribs? Do you feel that anxiousness in your stomach about this conversation that you know, John and I are having on the show? If you feel that, in our language, that's called a heart ping. That is your heart going, knock, 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 a hey, knucklehead. That's what we're talking about let's go. Are we, are you willing to do that? Or are you going to go right back to your distraction right after the show ends and go think about the groceries and the kids and the work and the crap and all the stuff that you're already doing? Mm. Or are you going to keep and keep investing in your past? Or are you going to finally invest in yourself and create and learn these set of tools that can now unlock you from the prison you've placed yourself in? I know you're always like, oh, I didn't do that. I'm like, you did just own it. But until you understand that it's going to feel it's gonna feel painful to own that yep. you've created a lot of these things. But what yep. if you could do it in a way that you had a community that supports you because we're all on the journey too, because we're all still on the planet until we're not on the planet as well. And that includes me. So jump in, what are you waiting for?
1: I love that. Travis, I obviously with, with the architect community, right? Mm-hmm. You don't just have, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't just have people that are just figuring things out just now. I'm guessing with your background being a coach, also in the PGA tour and work, not tour, but in the PGA, but also working with top performers. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've come along people that are serial dream catchers, have caught multiple dreams, have Mm -hmm. all the accolades, all the success. Everything that you can think of. And now they're suddenly stuck in this loop that they can't figure out how to get out of it. They can't figure out how do I get the ball onto the green when yesterday I was able to do it. Now I'm not being able to do it today. Correct. How does somebody figure out what's going on there?
0: Yeah. So there's a great thing because, you know, one of the things we do really, really well is we send ourselves on adventures. I call them the chapters of your life, right? And that's the adventure of a lifetime that we all architect we a series of adventures. So I've got all the accolades, right? So like when you were kind enough to you know read some of my resume, I, again, I go, is that me? I look at all the <laughs> things I've done. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of shit. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Back of my head though goes, that's really cool. And that was all foundational work and experiences so that I can move into this back, the back nine and take all that information that I've learned and experienced and, and cleared out and said, what do I really want to experience now. And it really becomes when we start shifting from the do experience achieve mindset uh,
1: to go there go wanna, there
0: yeah yeah what cuz once i have checked all the boxes we get bored we start inventing yes. shit i'm looking dream catchers let's cut the crap i am the king of drama i am a drama king <laughs> queen i've been in entertainment my whole life i've been on stages 14000 i'm a drama king i had to recognize that i created drama because i didn't know what the next thing experience mm. I was supposed to get cuz i had gotten quite a many and i went well, now what? I'm mm-hmm. bored. I'm not really bored. But what I'm not is I'm not living in my passion. And see, I got caught up in the loop, and maybe your dream catchers do too, is I'm out there catching the next dream because I want the endorphin rush. I want the endorphin squirt in my brain, that dopamine experience. I want the high, right? I want to get really messed up on this cool experience. and But it ends. It always does. And so when you come to the experience of, wait a minute, the experience of person, the accolade will stop. But if I transition my life and I drop down into... I can create that feeling and hold that space, literally creating it as a spatial being 24 hours a day. Well, that's different. Now everything is passionate to me. The people Mm. I meet, whether I do business with them, whether I talk to them in the grocery store, doesn't matter. I'm in my passion because I choose to feel it, balls to bones, as opposed to I'm creating my passion through things, experiences, and accolades. And when you drop out of that mindset of doing shit, into being it, well, oh, holy crap, nothing's boring because everything is new <laughs> in that moment. And your first day is now, 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 yes. now, now, and you're living in that space. So when people go, oh, I don't know how to live my day, you know, my life for 30 days, I'm like, it naturally transitions when you drop in and you understand the process. And when we go back up into the mindset, and you will, there is no such thing as staying there perfectly. That's only called death. That's when we leave, right? But when we drop in, when we go back up with that mindset, we go, oh, that's a great opportunity excuse me, for me to unwind that, look at that. Oh, that personality part was there. That's interesting. That's how I get my own way. Or that's how I keep telling myself I've got to be this because until I do that, I'm not cool. And you can unwind that and boom, you're right back down inside mm. again. And now you're creating from the golden loop, which is how we're supposed to be. And that's how our, we were designed as opposed to the infinite loop of our mind and that prison that we keep ourselves in in every aspect. And that's, that's what I've invited people to do. And that's what we teach. That's our guiding system.
1: Man, Travis, uh, as, we, as we wrap up, uh, and I have two last questions for you. But before we do that, sure. I want to say thank you so much. Um, I am uh, finishing the, the four agreements and this conversation cool. has been amazing. And I didn't realize how the universe was going to align our conversation with what I'm currently reading. So I'm just like right. totally engaged and like listening to every word. Yes, exactly, exactly. But and and, and Dreamcatchers, I would highly recommend if this conversation kind of went over your head a little bit, I want you to hear this, right? What Travis is talking about, there is some amazing truth in what he was talking about today. There's a very simple read. It's called The Four Agreements. I would highly recommend it. It goes through literally what Travis was talking about as far as you not even being able to choose your name and some of the stages that you've had to go through to also being able to have that decision of, okay, what is my life going to be moving forward now that I realize I have the decision to decide what I want my life to be? But Travis, I want to say this. I want to just thank you so much for giving your time.
2: Sure,
1: thank you. Giving your thoughts and speaking into my life personally because mm. this, this conversation has brought me just some real value. And so I really appreciate you doing that.
0: Thank you, brother. Yeah, no, I'm grateful because uh, I'm in my passion. This is my background in my life. I've committed my life to uh, traveling around wherever it goes. My kids are grown now and, you know, my granddaughter's uh, getting ready to go to high school. So she's doing good. Um, I committed my life to myself, to my architects and to the the thousand uh, architects this year that are ready to wake up Mm. their life. And next year, maybe maybe it'll be 5,000, whatever, whatever great spirit tells me, this year it's a thousand, this year it's a thousand. So that's my goal. And that means every opportunity I get invited to for shows like yours and audiences that are at least willing to hear me right and it isn't me that don't follow travis fox because remember i'm just as zapped up as you are i just know i am the difference (laughs) is you know when you're walking you're going to walk alongside an entire community that all of us do this from all walks of life and all around the world that have gone hey it's time to wake ourselves up because you know we may only have 30 days left to live and is this really how we want to live how do i do that well we can show you a way to do that that's worked and scaled and repeated itself over a 30-year period and then thank you for your listeners for even listening and thank you for putting shows like this because it it's so much more fun to do these than the old radio days. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I can right. actually see the person I'm talking to. <laughs> it's really cool. And uh, as far as the four agreements, Don's book is a phenomenal book. Um, you guys all should read it. I highly recommend that book. And there are many, many other great books out there. Yes. And we, we highly recommend them in the Architect Community as well because they're all great messengers as well. You're all going to arrive with the same message, right? You're never going to get out of this planet alive. That's, that's the bottom line. It's the only noble truth there is. How you choose to arrive there, make it an adventure. Mm. Think of your life as a theme park, and you're gonna ride the rides you want to ride. And you're gonna ride in the, the, the cotton candy, and you're gonna get the, the, the soft drinks. You're gonna get the healthy meals. You're gonna get the prizes. You're gonna play the games. You're gonna win them. You lose them. You're gonna yell. You're gonna scream. You're gonna cry. You're gonna get wet. And then when the theme park is over, called the end of your life, you're gonna give your spacesuit back, commonly called death or your body. So why not make your life an adventure? And people go, "We have a Travis. You don't understand." Bullshit. I do. you yep. understand? Do I understand absolutely. everything? No. But I've been through hell too. We all do. The question is, <laughs> are you still willing to be? Scared scared and keep moving? Or are you going to say stuck and go backwards? And that's okay. Either one's okay until it's not okay. And then that becomes yep. the question, am I ready to jump? And that's it. Am I ready to jump yep.
1: And dream catchers, I want you to hear this. At one point in your life, you could have enjoyed the bumper cars and decided you don't like it anymore and decide that you only enjoy the zipper and the roller coasters or right. only enjoy watching other people Like you have the right to make that decision. Don't get frustrated with yourself. I I feel like dream catchers definitely get frustrated with themselves when, when they don't know what the next dream is they're quote unquote supposed to be catching. That's okay. If, if a death of a dream has, you've fulfilled it, it's happened. You're no longer a writer. You're no longer a dentist. You're no longer a CEO. That's okay. Mm -hmm. move on to the next phase of your life. Travis, where is the best place for our dream catchers to connect with you to be a part of your world, to be able to see what you've got going on,
0: all of that. Yeah, you can always go to the websites, right? So that's travisfox.net um, or architecting360.com. If you want me to come speak at your event, you can go to our, our other site, which is CEO Soul, like your soul, S-O-U-L.net. Um, mm. And that'll give you ideas of what we do and, and training and help your, your company, your brand, your thing. But mostly for the individuals, it's gonna be travisfox.net. But on social media, uh, it's, uh, it's the same. It's Travis Fox 360. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, It's all they're all the same. And I, I actually do answer my own, by the way. I'm one of those weird ones that actually, <laughs> you know, I'm in the people business. So I only, yeah. I only talk to people. I kind of suck at everything else, computers, and I'm good at it, but I'm not that good at it. But people I understand and I'm like, uh, they fascinate me and they're they're wonderful creatures and I learn from them every single day. So I do answer my own responses. So if you have a question, respond. If not, if it's not me one of my uh, architect advisors who are senior students who have been with me for multiple years who have students of them their own layers deep their own brand who've all gone through the same thing you're about to go through they know it they understand it anything male female all walks of life ceos moms you know ex industry people people who have just been said you know what this is the only business i ever want to be in that's Mm. the great beauty of a community is you're going to be able to reflect from every different architect that you run into as you start to take that journey to wake yourself up. And in that process, you'll discover that you don't have to find your passion. It's been there all along. Mm, You've just been too busy being dispassionate about other crap because that you were programmed to and and you continue to invite that program. Now you can unwind that. And as you said, and I'll even invite that, which I'll leave you on the cliffhangers. Do you know, even know the difference between a decision and a choice? Because if Mm -hmm. you don't, then you're doomed to repeat one or both of them. And until you understand how that works, you are walking around hypnotized (laughs) all day long. And here's the mother. You're the one hypnotizing you. That's the bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that's the joke. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, yeah, that, that's how I That's Come find us. Say hi to us. We post uh, three, four times a week on Instagram, Facebook, whatnot, giving just value. Right. That's no sales pitching. It's just here it is. This is things I'm going through. I share my own personal journey because, you know, that's, I'm still part of it too. Right. Until I leave yep. the planet and the, the, my time is over. So, yeah, come join us. That's how I find. That's how you find us. And I look forward to hearing from you all. Thanks for letting me be on the show.
1: Last question for you. Yep. If you were to bump into your younger self, 10 years younger, mm. could only give one piece of advice, what yeah. would that piece of advice be?
0: Great question. Uh, if I ran into my younger self 10 years prior, what would I give myself the advice? Um, freedom is a choice um, and that you can choose daily. Hmm. and choose it and choose it in every aspect of your life because when you chase something so long and so hard you become addicted to the chase as opposed to just hmm. being.
1: what's the difference of in your opinion what's the difference between enjoying the journey and addicted to
0: the chase addicted to the chase is i'll be happy when i get there, Ooh, whatever there okay. is. When, okay. I, when i have that when i have that person or i've you know experience that award or i've I yep, made my company do X or I bought this car, or house, whatever. That thing yes. is when I get there, I'm chasing, chasing, chasing. I'm adrenalizing. I'm distracting myself. I'm running myself into the ground, sometimes emotionally, spiritually, physically, physiologically, psychologically. Whereas enjoying the journey says, hey, I don't have a damn clue what's going to happen next. I know what I kind of want to happen, but it doesn't matter what really happens is what I – feel in the experience of what I choose to create. Because the moment you sit there and mentally masturbate about all the crap you think is going to happen, and by the way, I am a card-carrying lifetime member of future projectional bullshit. I'm a master at it, right? And this is part of what architecting helps <laughs> online is, uh, is those nights where you sit there and go, I just got to figure it all out. Good luck, right? Because this mm. is- let me, know, let me know when you're going to leave the planet. Oh, you can't answer that? Well, then you'll never figure that out. So stop trying to figure everything else mm. out. And let's go back to a state of how do I want to feel? And there's a quick little thing I'll leave you guys with this. It's called and now. It's a psychological redirect. and We teach this in uh, the and technology, but it's called and now. And now that just basically says, and now what do I want to feel? And what that forces your brain to do is to go inside because your brain doesn't feel. It interprets feelings. Your body and your being feels, which is why we feel mm. in our chest, our stomach. And our, so, and now what do I want to feel? So you ask yourself mm. what do you want to really feel and you say, well, gee, I want to feel happy. All right. Mm. What does happy feel like? Well, the only way for you to feel happy is either A, mentally masturbate and create a bunch of illusions yes. of when you felt, or when you felt happy, or just go, what's it feel like when I feel happy and feel where you feel it on your body and become connected psychosomatically, soma, mind, body, connected to yourself to go, oh, oh, I get it. My feelings down here, this puppy up here is going to interpret the feelings. (laughs) Ah, got it. I was going the other way around. I was like, my brain's supposed to feel something, but my body's just coming along for the damn ride It's doing whatever the hell it's doing. It's pumping, it's farting, it's doing, digesting food. I don't know what the hell it's doing. It just comes along and just makes me go from one place to another. Total misnomer. But that's how we're really taught. And Mm -hmm. we're taught that when we're in our our young teens and we go through what's called seminal law, the, the seven periods of our life. That's when we start to figure out, hey, you're not allowed to feel anymore. You have to rely on your logic you got to figure it all out. Well, at 15 years old, if I knew I had my, my life was going to turn out to now versus what I thought I was at 15, I'd be in a totally different space, right? So mm-hmm. thank God, thank great spirit, thank whatever, thank great architect, that it didn't turn out the way I wanted to. Because when I got realized, and to wrap this all up in a nice little bow for you, when I realized I started my journey in 1920, and when reded- rededicated my life to my, what my truth is, I realized I wasn't playing golf for me. I was Mm. playing for my father. I was playing Mm. for acceptance of my father. I was playing so my father would love me. I was playing so that he would somehow relate to me and not continue to reject me from the divorce of my mother because obviously I look a lot like my mom. So that Mm. triggers him. And so when I realized that I was playing golf for all the reasons that none of them were mine, it was easy to let go. And that's how you let go.
1: I'll leave Mm. you with that. That was beautiful. Travis, that was absolutely gorgeous. And I love the trigger that you just gave, uh, which is the and now, what do I want to feel? Like that's beautiful in any moment that you're in, whether it's frustration, whether it's happiness, whether it's joy, whether it's peace, whether it's, you know, dark and despair, it's a beautiful trigger to be able to help you go.
0: Where's the next step? Where am I going to go now? What do I want to do now? And you only have to have one step, just one. Just the next one. Be where your feet are. Just be where your feet are, family. I love that. If you want to jump in, I look forward to seeing you there. And thank you for letting me be on the show. And stop catching your dreams and just create them. I love that. Thank you, Travis, again, so thank much you. for
1: your time. It has been
0: amazing having you on the show. And uh, I just want to say thank you again. Oh, thanks, man. My pleasure. My honor journey. Well, look forward to it. Thanks for the great opportunity to let me share my story. and the invitation Absolutely. To you. Okay, y'all be good.
1: Guys, we'll see you on the next
2: episode.